Hello everyone, this is Bola. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So on today's episode of the podcast, my guest is Lauren McGoodwin, and she's sharing essential tips for job hunting and career growth in a new normal, especially given the fact that as a result of this pandemic, finding a job and achieving career growth is going to become even more competitive. So these are some really essential tips that you need to keep in mind. So a bit about Lauren. Lauren is Career Contessa's CEO, and she is the number one power move advocate and the author of the new book, Power Moves. And her life mission is to help women build successful and fulfilling careers on their own terms. Formerly, Lauren was a recruiter for Hulu, and she was focused on hiring, employer branding, and talent development. She has a bachelor's in education from University of Oregon and a master's in communication management from USC, where she wrote her thesis on millennial women and career resources. Additionally, Lauren hosts Career Contessa's podcast called The Females, and she's also a regular career expert contributor on a variety of platforms. So on this episode, Lauren and I got into the key things you need to be focusing on in a competitive market, given the fact that now there are fewer jobs and much higher demand. We talked about how to work remotely and still excel as an employee and how to manage your networking for growth and so much more. And we also got into Lauren's new book called Power Moves. And so this is an episode that has a ton of really, really important tips. So I encourage you to grab your notebook, grab your pen. If you are taking a walk or you're driving, make a mental note to come back to this episode because there is some really critical information that can help you get ahead when it comes to finding that job and achieving career growth in this new normal, in this new climate that we're all going through. But before we get into the episode, if you haven't already stopped by clevergirlfinance.com, stop by. We have a ton of amazing new content on the blog every single week. We have videos on the YouTube channel every single week as well. And every single one of our 30 plus courses is now free, including our worksheets and our video library. And you can also right now schedule a call with a Clever Girl Finance mentor if you need additional assistance and motivation with using the platform or just getting yourself, you know, in that space where you're motivated and excited about pursuing your financial goals. Also, if you are loving this podcast and you haven't yet subscribed, please do. You can subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And I wanted to share another personal finance podcast with you really quickly because I've been getting a lot of questions actually about what personal finance podcast I will recommend. So for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, I have had a number of really, really incredible personal finance experts on who have amazing podcasts and I recommend all those podcasts highly. And I also wanted to share with you another podcast to help you live a richer life. And this is the Money Girl podcast. So on the Money Girl podcast, personal finance expert Laura Adams makes money simple. From credit cards to retirement to debt, she's covering financial topics that can be difficult to wrap your head around. And she also shares her tips for curbing impulse purchases, buying your first home, and even investing your money like a pro. So I encourage you to go check out the Money Girl podcast and you can find it on your favorite podcast app or everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. Okay, so if you have your pen and your notebook ready, let's get into this conversation with Lauren. Hey, Lauren. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Welcome back to the Clever Girls Know podcast. So excited to have you on as a guest again. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I, I feel like I was on maybe a couple years ago. I, I don't know. Time is all like blended together now. Yeah, I think between the last 12 to 18 months you were on. 
and we were talking about career tips. And I think that we're now in this season where it's even more important than ever to understand the tips of how best to navigate your career. Yeah, I know. All the career tips I gave like six months ago, it's not that they're not relevant, but it's there's a new urgency around them for sure. Yes, yes. And you also have an amazing book coming out soon in a few weeks, actually called Power Moves, How Women Can Pivot, Reboot, and Build a Career of Purpose. And I can't wait to talk about that as well on the episode. Amazing. Me too. So for those who don't know who you are, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Absolutely. So my name is Lauren McGoodwin. I'm the founder and CEO of Career Contessa, which is the largest online career resource for women. Um, We really help you through every stage of your career, whether you are job searching and you need um, online courses around resumes, LinkedIn, we've got downloadable resources, we have a curated jobs board. Um, If you're looking to grow and advance within your career, we have resources for that too. Everything from daily articles, podcasts, um, we even have an anonymous salary database um, and basically every other stage in between. So our goal is to really help women um, build successful and fulfilling careers on their terms and, and you know remain healthy and sane in the process. Um, prior to launching Career Contessa, I was a recruiter at Hulu. And um, while I was kind of going through that first job search and then becoming a recruiter, I was enrolled in a master's program and I wrote my thesis on millennial women and career resources, which is just a long-winded way to say I'm kind of obsessed with all things women and work and um, building that, that career on your terms. And Career Contessa is an incredible platform. You guys have tons of really amazing content. And so I encourage everyone who's listening, you know, to head on over after this episode and go check out all the awesome content and downloadable information they have. Yeah. And right now, all of our webinar replays are free. I should mention that too. That's awesome. Yeah. So for anyone who's in that space where they're like trying to create a plan for their career, especially given the season, that's a great resource. Yeah. So let's get into it because, um, you know, it's not life as normal anymore. Everything has changed for everybody. And, um, you know, there are fewer jobs, but there are still just as many people, even more, trying to get hired, trying to pursue career growth, you know. And I think one of the things that's on everybody's mind is what should I be doing in order to get ahead in what is now a much more competitive market. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely more competitive. I mean, that's that's how competition works. There are fewer jobs and more people applying to them. Um, so I think the big piece I would have here, and then I can kind of get into more detail, is that um, recruiters or employers, I guess, kind of have more of the upper hand than they did even like six weeks ago. Six weeks ago, you were probably feeling pretty confident about your job search that you could negotiate hard. They were going to want you. They want to retain talent. They definitely still all want that. But I think the difference is maybe any ability to go for a job where you didn't have any skills in it and they were going to take a chance on you. They just don't really need to do that anymore because now there's a lot of amazing talent out there. So my big tip is that you need to figure out how to make sure that you are not not just telling them how great you are and all, all your amazing experience, but you also need to show them. So... 
That means creating an online portfolio site. It means that when you reach out, linking to examples, it means giving actual examples. So oftentimes people will say, oh, I'm a great communicator. Okay. That doesn't mean as much if you're not able to explain like, okay, what were some of the results from your great communication skills? Or um, why is communication relevant to the job that we're applying for? So number one is, you know, be much more of a show, don't just tell person. Um, that includes your resume, your LinkedIn profile, um, any networking you're doing, your elevator pitch, all of those kind of things. Um, the other thing about really standing out is, you know, most companies have online job application systems and they use something called an applicant tracking system. Applicant tracking systems are essentially these machines that will read, you know, the thousands of resumes that come through and say, to the recruiter or whoever, um, here are the resumes that most closely match what you are looking for. Well, the way they're able to do that is they type in keywords or they, they know there are certain keywords that they're looking for. So you want to make sure that your resume has the keywords on it so that it will get picked up by applicant tracking systems. But even more importantly, when a recruiter does actually look at your resume, you want to make sure that the information you're explaining about yourself is relevant to them. So you should always be thinking about, okay the experience that I have, what have I done that's going to be valuable or be relevant to um, this job or company that I'm applying for? So oftentimes I see on the resumes, people like to tell me, here's all the amazing things about me. I'm not going to spend my time trying to figure out what amazing parts about you are applicable to what I need. That's your job. And um, I always tell people, I'm like, job descriptions are a great place to look for those keywords. And one of my hacks to kind of find those keywords is, let's say that you are applying to be a recruiting coordinator at a tech company. Awesome. Then go print out or find five other job descriptions for a recruiting coordinator at a variety of tech companies, including the one you want to apply for. And then take a highlighter and highlight the keywords or phrases that you see repeated multiple times among all of those job descriptions. Those are the keywords and phrases that you want to make sure are that are listed throughout your resume, you know, even your LinkedIn profile. And you are going to tailor your resume and your cover letter for every single unique job that you apply for. You might have a master resume that has all of your experience and everything on there. But in order to stand out right now, again, it's really important that you're able to be very tailored and it's very clear and simple and easy for them to see, okay, what has Bola done that's relevant to me? Not just all the things that Bola has done, for example. Um, and then the other way to stand out is to find ways to show, don't just tell us how great you are. Um, and then lastly, I would say, look, this is probably the most important tip is make sure that you are sending your resume and cover letter to a real person. And for those of you who think cover letters don't matter, you should always send a cover letter or at least a letter of interest or if you're sending it into a person and using email. Because right now, if there's five amazing resumes and we're not really sure who to invite for an interview, we might go and read their cover letters and the person who's able to write really well, who is maybe not going to get the interview, oh, guess what? Now they're going to get the interview because writing is an important skill set for every single job, right? So the other thing is don't forget that cover letter. Um, so those are just some... So 
I guess, like quick tips to stand out among the competition, but sending your resume to direct to a real person is very important. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, how do I find that person's name? Yeah. Um, sometimes in a job description, it will say who the role will report to. You can use LinkedIn to see if you can find that person and then connect with them and get their email. It's not that challenging to find the email address, you know, the way a company sets up email addresses. So if you can find a name, you can do that. I mean, that's how I got my job at Hulu. I, um, I applied online and then I looked for someone who had been an alumni of my university, found her name, saw that she worked at Hulu, figured out how Hulu did their emails. I sent my resume to her with, you know, an email of interest and just kind of explaining why I was interested in the role. She wasn't on the recruiting staff, but she forwarded it to somebody. So that's definitely something you're going to want to be doing and, and spending the extra time. And I always tell people, if you're applying online and you're not sending it to a real person, then you haven't finished applying. A regular resume like is just not going to cut it anymore. And no. you gave some really amazing tips. And you know, if you're listening to this right now, you're probably not commuting anywhere. You're probably not working out. You're probably home. So this is a great time to pause the podcast, maybe even rewind it, get your notebook, get your pen out, and just take some notes on those key tips that Lauren gave. And if you're listening this, listening to this in the future, then you know, just set a reminder to come back and just take down those notes and make sure you implement them. Don't just listen and nod your head and say, oh, wow, these are really great tips, but you actually want to put them into effect because that is going to be the differentiator between you and everyone else who's not willing to make the effort. And just given the fact that things are now very competitive and even going to get more so competitive into the future, just given what's going on and all the uncertainty, it's really, really important that you put in that extra effort so that you can stand out in that whole recruiting and job selection process. Yeah. And I'll be very honest, most people don't do any of those things I just mentioned. So if you just do some of the stuff I mentioned, you will be already miles ahead. And the last thing is most people's resumes are these very basic Word docs in in, you know, size 12 times new Roman font. Like I can't explain <laughs> or emphasize enough how important it is that your resume is something that I actually want to read. Um, so make it aesthetically pleasing. You can find resume templates. Um, we have an online course on Career Contessa, literally called the 24-hour resume makeover where we give you uh, resume templates in there. Etsy has resume templates. Even Microsoft Words has new resume templates that are better. So please don't like just submit something and call it a day because at the end of the day, that's not going to do it. And and you can say you applied to a thousand jobs and no one got back to you, but the, the onus is on you. Yeah. And that tip you gave on just keywords, you know, that's so important. That's something that you can even apply to your LinkedIn profile. Like the keywords, yeah. knowing what these machines and algorithms are searching for can make all the difference. Like being able to put keywords around the role, around the job description and making sure that your skill set matches that job description and that role title. Those small changes in itself can make a world of difference in terms of hearing back from a recruiter or from a company. Yep. It's all about keywords. Everything is like a search algorithm now. And I was the account person on LinkedIn when I was at Hulu. And I'll just tell you from the back end, we uh, use LinkedIn all the time. And guess what? We're also using keywords. And LinkedIn is an amazing tool because it's what allows us to source for candidates versus have to you know, um, comb through all the resumes. So you definitely don't want to be ignoring LinkedIn. And LinkedIn, their algorithms love keywords. It's it's 
I mean, it's like Google, you know, you would type it search or keywords into Google to find what you're looking for. Think of it the same way as that's how a recruiter is using LinkedIn to try to find someone with your experience. That's amazing. So, so Lauren, um, now, you know, just shifting gears from finding a job to people who are actually, you know, working at jobs, working from home is now a new normal for many. It's now, you know, something that people have been doing for several weeks now, and it's very likely to become a trend that persists into the future. So companies who never had work from home policies have had to implement them. Companies are going to start recognizing, you know, over these several weeks of people working from home um, due to COVID that they're actually saving money on office costs, on infrastructure costs. And it's very likely that many companies will now implement a permanent work from home policy, whether it's multiple times a week or just, you know, some sort of work from home. And as an employee, as someone who is working from home, you are not visible to your boss because you're not in front of their face. You don't get to see your coworkers every day unless you're doing, you know, like constant video calls. How do you work remotely and still excel as an employee? And how do you even manage networking for growth or working remotely? Yeah, those are great questions. Um, And they're important questions because you want to be able to continue growing your career during this time, right? While we're in this like, weird um, interim phase of what's this transition going to be at the end of the day, like you don't want this time to just like escape from your (laughs) experience in your life. And so in order to really stand out, I think the most important thing to do is to go directly to your boss and make sure that you understand what is valuable to them. What are their priorities? So first thing I would do, and and just by asking this question, by the way, you're going to stand out because most people don't. They wait for their boss to come to them and give them the assignments versus being proactive and going to their boss and saying, hey, what are the most important priorities right now? What brings the most value to this this organization right now? I know that we are going through a transition and we're trying to pivot. What where where can I add value? What are the most important things that need to be done to keep this company you know alive and kicking um, during this challenging time? So just start there and get really really clear on what matters at your organization. Once you know what matters, I would encourage you to set goals or you know responsibilities, tasks, etc. Um, to make sure that you are including them or thinking about or keeping those goals top of mind as you do that, and then. Ideally, you know, let's say for your boss, it's like, okay, it's really important to us. We used to run an events business and now we're having to change everything to digital. So it's really important to us that the digital events, you know, are able to um, be something we can still sell and we're still able to get people there. So we need the technology for these digital events to be perfect. All right, great. So now you have a lot of clarity on like what is going to matter to your boss. Now, every week, um, I want you to do something called the no need to respond email. So every Monday, you're going to email your boss and say, here's what's on my list for this week. Um, here's what I'm working toward. Uh, you know, Let me know. Feel free to only respond if there's anything you would like me to, ch- to change. Then every Friday, you're going to send a recap email to your boss, letting them know, here's what I accomplished. Um, maybe here's where I ran into challenges and how I overcame them. Basically letting them know like, okay, here's what I was working on that was related to the goals that are important to the company. And, and here's where I was able to make progress. I also really like this because you're basically creating a paper trail. So you know, maybe in six months when things are better, let's hope, um, and you want to ask for a raise, you'll be able to just pull back those old... Um, 
emails that you had and you'll be able to, you know, ideally use those as kind of that paper trail to help you create the the case for a raise and a promotion. So that's one thing you just, you know, and part of that is it, it aligns you with the company's goals, um, but also it helps you create visibility, right? So they know who you are. They're getting an email from you at least twice a week. Um, and you've got that, again, that d- digital paper trail. The other thing that you can do to really stand out right now, I know a lot of us are on Zoom calls and emails, but like we don't have some of the communication styles that we used to have, like body language and in-person communication. So we're relying a lot on written communication. So when you send those emails, are they professional? Are they thorough? Is it easy to read your emails? You know, are you using bullet points and, you know, bolding text where you're giving them an important date or timeline? So you can really show um, your value by being an awesome communicator right now. When you run that online meeting, are you sending an agenda ahead of time so that people don't have to spend an hour on a meeting? They can spend 20 minutes. And when they leave your meetings, the ones that you run, Run. They have a lot of clarity around what are the next steps. So you can you can show those leadership skills right now through awesome communication. Um, also, when you get on those Zoom calls, um, you know it's important to make sure that um, you have a professional look to you, you know, is your, are you looking down at the computer and kind of, you know, squinting behind something? Can nobody hear you? Are you always late to it? I mean, like all these little things are, I know they're all very small, but it's kind of like the small things add up that also these small nuances can also add up to make you not look like you're um, as professional. And maybe you would be you know, maybe someone might say, yeah, it looks like she's really struggling with this whole work from home thing. You don't want to give them that idea. Um, I also think your language is really important right now. You don't need to be saying, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. You can change things to, you know, thank you for your patience while I got on this call, right? So you can also kind of change the the communication style so that it's, it's all very positive. It's all... Um, you know, while you're able to show vulnerability of like, hey, I'm trying to do this while I have kids, and but you're thankful. So you're not coming from a place of making it look like the blame is on you. Um, and then the other thing is like picking up the slack where appropriate. Um, it's not an open invitation, you know, to stick your nose where it doesn't belong, but maybe you are at a smaller company and some, you know, they've had to let some people go and you're still there. Um, so maybe you can go to your boss and be like, Hey, look, I know that now that so-and-so is not here. Um, that's kind of leaves a gap in our work. Um, I'd be totally open to take some online learning classes and see if I can figure out how to do some, you know, some basic designs or whatever it is. It's just sort of being eager to help, but also eager to learn on your own and then use that to provide value for the company. Um, And lastly, I would say if you're trying to kind of create value at work is... Are you the go-to expert on something that matters to the company? So the example I gave was about um, running online events. Can you become the person where you like learn everything you possibly can about hosting a virtual event on Zoom, and you're at least like the go-to person for that? You watch them. You you know you you go above and beyond. Um, those are all things right now that would be super impressive and definitely make you a valuable contributor to your team. Those are some really incredible tips. And, you know, like you said, it's all about being intentional and strategic in this season, um, you know, in order for you to get ahead. And I I put a post up on Instagram not too long ago, and it was something about Zoom, like, who are you on the Zoom call? And um, 
one of the options was having your camera off. And I feel like in this season where everything is so competitive and it's really hard to, you know, um, have that physical presence virtually that having your camera off should not be an option you always want your face to be seen and you're also more memorable when someone can tie a visual representation of you along with your voice right to a memory of something that they're trying to you know remember or project and so it doesn't take a lot of effort to you know comb your hair and put on some lipstick or just make sure you don't look sleepy to be present um on that video call and not have your camera off. And I know a lot of people feel like, you know, oh my God, it's so much work to get dressed. But guess what? Before all of this, you were getting dressed every day to go to work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right? So you don't have to, you know, one thing I've known, I've noticed about camera doing this so much more now is that it's very forgiving. Zoom even has that feature that says, what is the feature? Let me tell you what it is. It says, um, improve my appearance. Like it puts like a filter over your face. You don't even need all the eyeshadow. So small things yeah. like that. <laughs> We're, you can just literally put a filter on. That's all you need exactly. to put Exactly. You know, and it'll make you look awake and you, know, you can pinch your cheeks a little bit, but you want to make sure that you're showing your face. Um, and there was something else that you said, Lauren, about, you know, making the effort to send the agenda and do small things. I have a friend of mine who started working at a company as a receptionist, right? And over many, many years through career growth, she ended up being like, global HR something. And the reason why she was able to transition from this was because she took on roles as a receptionist doing doing tasks that nobody wanted to do, organizing office events, planning out calendars, you know, putting together HR type of things for the company because Mm -hmm. actual HR wasn't doing that job, right? And so this is the opportunity for you to go above and beyond, right? Yes, a lot of people are complaining, oh, I hate my job, I hate my boss. But guess what? It's super competitive right now and you want to hold on to your job until you find another one and you want to hold on to that paycheck. And so forget about how you feel about your boss and think about yourself and what can you do to increase your presence and to put yourself as a standout player in front of your peers so that you can continue to grow um, in your own career. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day too, I think it's important for people to understand like you don't, you can't control your boss's actions, but when you change the way you communicate or you act, they naturally sort of have to change the way they communicate back, right? Like we're, everything is very relational. So it's not that people change per se, but if you change the way you respond to somebody, the way they respond to you is probably going to naturally change. So I always encourage people when they tell me, oh, I hate my boss. My boss is this and that. It's like, okay, let's focus on what we have control over, which is your actions and your thoughts and your emotions. And can you change your approach with your boss? I know that that's you know, not necessarily the answer people want. They always want to feel like, uh, you know, well, my boss should have to change this because she's this and that. And it's like, great, but that that's not, you know, that's one approach, I suppose, but it doesn't seem to be the approach that will actually get you where you want to go. And and keeping in mind your long-term goal or just like where you want to go uh, and, and what you want out of it and how you can get that, that's the motivation on why you're changing how you react or how you communicate or something like that. Um, it's not It's not for them. It's ultimately for you. Exactly. And that's, those are some really, really awesome points. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about your book, which I'm holding in front of me. 
Love it's it. called uh, Power Moves, How Women Can Pivot, Reboot, and Build a Career of Purpose. And I've read this book and I think it's amazing. I told you that this is the book that I would have wanted to read about career when I first graduated from college and as I navigated job changes. And um, yeah, why did you write this book? Yeah. So, you know, I really wanted to write this book after, again, like I've been sort of obsessed with women and their careers and what it takes to build a fulfilling career. And I was really frustrated because I felt like one, we were sold a bunch of, you know, quote unquote, sold a bunch of stuff that just wasn't true in the sense of like, you know, you can have it all. If you check all these right boxes, if you plan your life and your career, you know, around the right timing, if you pick the right partner. Um, And so many of us women were were fall, we've fallen into this thing i've been calling the ambition trap or the you know the ambition ditch i guess which is we're really ambitious we our issue is not that we lack ambition it's that we lack direction and part of that is because we already checked all the right boxes and we're not where we wanted to be and when i started career contessa that was sort of the emphasis of like okay, this is why I'm starting it, which is not, I'm not looking to become more ambitious. I I got that in space. I'm willing to work hard. I'm just trying to figure out what I need to do in order to make, you know, build that successful and fulfilling career on my terms. And what I learned from this last seven years of Career Contessa is that you can have a really successful career. You know, there's plenty of people that do that, but having a career that's successful and fulfilling, now that's the real dream, you know, and and how do you do that? And so over seven plus years between, you know, running Career Contessa and talking to all these women, um, my own experience and having been on the other side of the hiring table, I learned that it really comes down to... Um, what I what I call the power moves approach, which just to kind of explain what power moves are, you guys, I think sometimes it's easier to start with what power moves are not. Um, power moves are not repetitive behavior expecting a different result. It's they're not behavior guided by other people's expectations. That's that's probably a big one that a lot of us did, which is we were checking the right boxes because we thought that's what we were supposed to do, right? Um, power moves is not agreeing to do things that don't align with your personal values. And also that means that you actually have to know what your personal values are, not the values that again, you know, look good on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever like that. Um, and they're also not shortcuts to performing the necessary steps. And that's something I definitely have seen, especially my generation, you know, millennials, Gen Z, anybody who's working now is that there seems to be this like massive impatience. And so part of it is like, then it, it messes with your expectations. So, you know, the challenging part of defining a power move is that it's never just one thing, but there is a clear theme. Um, power moves are the decisions or actions or habits, you know, they could even be called to-do list items, whatever you want to call them. They're the behaviors that make it possible to have a fulfilling career on your terms. So, you know, quitting your job um, when it's not the right fit for you, that's definitely a power move. But so is, you know, creating a boundary at work and telling someone, no, I can't take on that project. And so what I realize is that women who have both successful and fulfilling careers, they're making power moves as these, like I always describe it, you know how they used to say, it's it's a it's not a diet, it's a life style. Well, it's kind of like that with power moves. They have to be this career lifestyle where you are consistently making these power moves, you know, daily or or small, medium and big ones throughout your career. And that is how you don't just have this, you know, successful career, which you definitely can, or what I say, it's like the difference between desperate luck and calculated success. And and every move that you're making along along the way, those add up to those big 
big milestones, you know, like starting your company, um, getting that big promotion and that kind of thing. So I wanted to write this book and I know I'm kind of giving you a long answer. I wanted to write this book because I kind of felt like one, this book didn't exist. And I really wanted to, I didn't want to sugarcoat what does it take to build a successful and fulfilling career. And then more importantly, I don't want to just the big idea. I want specific actionable things that people are doing. So who are they talking to? Where, When the fork in the road happens, how are they making decisions? And so this book is kind of a mix of those two, which is you know, helping you understand and set your expectations correctly, but then also teaching you what habits should you be adopting and why are they really important? I love it. I love how you talk about making it a lifestyle, you know, and like I said, this is a book that everybody needs for their career. I read this like, and, and it's, it's such a powerful, powerful book. And one of the things you talk about in the book is something called a power moves approach. So you go over a variety of different areas that women need to focus on when it comes to career development. But, you know, you, you tie it back into something called the power moves approach. Can you break that down for us? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, what determines the power moves you'll make and, and when you make them and, and how you make them, these are all part of your power moves approach. Um, this is something that I call your quote unquote career awareness. This is a term that, you know, I've been talking about at Career Contessa for a while and it really describes your career attitudes, your knowledge and your experience. So really everything that you know related to um, your career that you consider when you're making decisions about your career. So while anyone can make a power move, like I said, the more informed your career awareness, the more likely you'll have a more successful power move with purpose and intent. Um, And that's the overall goal. You want to be making power moves that have purpose and intent behind them. And those are part of your overall approach to managing your career. So that's why I call it the power moves approach. Now, in order to understand, okay, well, how can I expand my career awareness so that I can be more informed and purposeful when I make those power moves, you have to kind of master some... um, um, foundational power moves. And the way I described it in the book is um, it's it's in this thing called the power moves toolkit. So if you want to think of this almost like a pyramid, that's how I like to think about it. Power moves toolkit is going to be at the bottom. Then, you know, you being able to make your own power moves is going to be above that. And then at the very top, you know, that's where the career on your terms is. So this power moves toolkit is um, has these founda- foundational items that are divided up into self-care, relationships, career, and money. So I went over some um, some power specific power moves in each of those categories. And those were the common you know, themes or denominators I kept seeing among women who had these successful and fulfilling careers. They were doing at least these foundational toolkit things. And then from there, once you are more inf- informed in your career awareness, it's kind of like, I guess a, a way to describe this is to use the diet analogy again is like, if you know what you know what sugar and carbs and you know all that stuff is and you're able like the more aware you are about health and labels or whatever the more informed you are and the better the decisions you can make well it's the same thing with your career right this book is just kind of like uh, it's the equivalent of being able to help you read nutritional labels, right? Like we want you to be able to understand your career decisions and when they're rooted in what you want to do versus rooted in someone else's expectations, right? So um, these four categories are 
keeping with the diet analogy, it'd be like, you know, you have fitness, you have diet, you have uh, mental health, like same idea, but this is all related to your career. So your career, you have self-care, relationships, career, and money. And I put them in that order very specifically. So this is all really great information, Lauren. And I think that, you know, your book is more important than ever right now, just given the circumstances. And, you know, I know you didn't write this with a crystal ball in hand, knowing what was going to happen, you know, what we're all going through with this pandemic. But I think that this is very relevant for anybody who's looking to get ahead and stand out with their career, given everything that's going on and given the fact that it's, you know, going to be and continue to be very competitive, you know, for a while, even more so than it was before, especially for those high paying jobs and specific job categories. So this is definitely a book that I would recommend to anyone who's listening that's in that space of job hunting or wanting to pursue career growth at their current company or even, you know, switching careers or switching jobs. It's a really, really helpful resource to help you grow. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I didn't have a crystal ball, but at the same time, there's more urgency for a book like this than I think there ever has been before because we're all in this really unique uh, experience right now where it's almost like time is uh, standing still, whether you like that or not. This is like a very unique opportunity. If you've been laid off and you hated your job before, you have the opportunity to find something that you don't hate and and can figure out what... Like in the book, I actually go through exactly how you can figure out what your next career move should be. And if you are still employed, you can figure out how to really accelerate your career right now. And these are opportunities that aren't... uh, Hopefully, we're not going to go through this again. But the point being is like, this is an opportunity. And if you if you look at all of this as an opportunity for your career, then you can really do amazing things with it. And this book can be your guide. It can help you, you know, not only just like with the advice and the mindset and the stories that I, I tell to kind of relate it all, but it can also be this actionable item that you kind of like cross off the list. Like what's one power move I make today? You know, I, I'm, I'm really big on um, when people ask like, how can you implement power moves into your day to day? It's like, make a power move every single day. So on your to-do list or at the end of the day, when you're going through all the things you, you know, you cross off your list today, what's one power move you made today? Make this a daily habit. You know, they, they, oh, there's that famous saying like, we are what we repeatedly do. If you repeatedly make these power moves, um, you will see growth. You will see um, this career, a purpose. You will see a reboot in your energy. All of that is is good stuff and we want more of it. So you're right. I didn't have a crystal ball, but I do think that this is an incredible opportunity right now. I love that. And you know, what you said about picking one thing to do a day as your power move, that applies to your career, your personal finances, especially if you're in that space of trying to make changes, trying to achieve growth in your career or trying to improve your finances, just creating a plan at the beginning of the week and saying, well, these, are the, these are the things I'm going to do to get ahead this, this week. These are the things that are going to be my power moves this week. And I'm going to do this from Monday through Sunday. Um, that can make a huge difference, like you said. And you know, just going back to something else said earlier on in the podcast, you know, as a way to just inspire you listening and motivate you is Lauren, you said that most people are not putting in the effort at 
all, which means even though everything Lauren has said has sounded like a lot of different things to do, understand by just doing that one power move, by just making that list you're going to work on, you're putting yourself miles ahead of everyone else because most people are not doing what it takes. And just by human nature, most people will not do what it takes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's so important. So Lauren, before I let you go, a couple more questions. Um, <laughs> what is your clever girl superpower? My exactly super- the same one as last time. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I think my superpower is that I'm able to like I'm a pretty good self-learner. So I I I'm able to figure, I guess, like pivot fairly. I don't want to say easily because it's not easy. There are definitely painful moments, but I'm, I, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to make it sound easy. We've talked about that, <laughs> but like, many I'm, times. yeah, but I do think there's something to be said about like when you're running a business, especially like you can't, you have to figure out how to not be so attached to something that you're unwilling to ditch it and move on to something else. So I think my superpower, at least through, and I, and I say this just because I've been thinking a lot about the book launch, which, you know, I was expecting to do in person and a completely different way. I had zero plans to launch a book during a global pandemic. So, um, and, and kind of being like, okay, I'm not going to, take a bunch of time to freak out about that. I'm just going to think about, okay, what can I do? Where, where, how can I meet people where they're at today and get the, the message of power moves out? So I, I don't know about it being like a superpower, but I feel like it's something that I'm, um, I'm, I'm being able to pivot without as much panic as I normally would think that would come with something like this. And a pivot is something that, you know, that skill or that ability is something that is really, really important to have right now, especially in times of uncertainty. You have to be willing to just not wallow. I mean, you can wallow for for a little bit, but you have to be able to get yourself out of the funk, you know, get yourself out of the standstill and figure out what else you can do to make it work. And, you know, people who are willing to pivot um, are people who succeed, right? Yeah, and absolutely. It applies to every aspect of your life, every single aspect. And in these times of uncertainty, having that ability to pivot is just, you know, really important. So that's that's an awesome superpower. Yeah. And finally, Lauren, where can people pick up a copy of the book, pre-order it, and also learn more about what you have to offer um, at Career Contessa? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to powermovesbook.com, we've set up a a whole separate website just related to book stuff. Um, So you can go to powermovesbook.com and you can order the book. There's a a variety of retailers there, but you can also probably order it from your local bookstore, which is awesome because right now they need it. Um, And if you order the book before it's actually released on May 19th, we're actually offering um, companion resources that are valued at more than $300. So that includes um, the Power Moves Playbook, which is a 30-day interactive guide. Um, We've got bonus materials like worksheets, a book club discussion. You'll actually also get um, early access to audio files that have the introduction and chapter one. Um, and probably my favorite incentive that we're offering is you get a 50% off coupon to that you can use on any Career Contessa online course. So if you pre-order, you get all of those companion uh, resources for free. They're valued at more than $300 just for ordering the book. And 
for in order to claim those, if you go to powermovesbook.com, you'll see up in the navigation bar, it says book perks and you just have to put in your order number. Um, and then to learn more about Career Contessa, we are careercontessa.com and we're also at Career Contessa on pretty much every social channel you can think of. So yeah, powermovesbook.com and careercontessa.com. Thank you so much for sharing that, Lauren. And I do appreciate you for being here. And congratulations on this new, amazing book. Yeah, thank you. I I hope it makes a difference in people's lives. And I can't wait to hear the power moves that people are making. So thanks for the opportunity. So I hope you guys have enjoyed tuning into this episode. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Lauren shared some really, really useful tips. And I know that you will find those tips useful too as you navigate this new normal. If you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, please subscribe and tell your best girlfriends about it. You can subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes and be sure to head over to iTunes and leave a review of this podcast so that other amazing women just like you can find it as well. Don't forget to stop by clevergirlfinance.com and check out all the amazing content we have on the blog and also on the YouTube channel. And keep in mind that every single one of our courses is free right now and we would love to have you join our community. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you on the next episode.